Hi everyone, David Harris here with you for Criminal Injustice with a bonus episode on Jeffrey Epstein's suicide in a federal holding facility in Manhattan. Now, by the time I'm recording this, uh, which is late August already, it has been more than 10 days since Jeffrey Epstein, the financier accused of sex trafficking, uh, committed suicide in the federal holding facility, the federal jail, the pretrial holding facility in Manhattan. And I waited this long deliberately to give you uh, whatever thoughts I might have about this because in the aftermath, uh, boy, there was a lot of noise. And one of the things that I like to think we can do for you here on Criminal Injustice is to lend you what we have by way of knowledge, expertise, and so forth that is not affected by that same noise. Uh, My thoughts in the beginning, you know, after this happened, pretty much like everybody else's, and I saw it, I'm sure you did too, lots and lots of people, thoughtful people, uh, coming out and saying, you know, I'm not giving over to conspiracy-type thinking, but come on, look at this. Here's this guy, uh, very wealthy, very powerful guy, uh, who is suddenly... Uh, in prison for these sex crimes, and not the first time. He's looking at some very heavy sentencing uh, if he is convicted, and he's got all kinds of dirt, perhaps, on very powerful, prominent, wealthy people. Some names have been mentioned, and I won't repeat them here. Um, If he is convicted, do you think he's going to go down by himself? How convenient that he ends up dead before any of that can happen. How convenient for all those powerful people, all those people with so much to lose, that Jeffrey Epstein winds up dead. That's what I thought. That's what plenty of people thought. And, you know, when you're thinking like that, here's a piece of advice. Step back. Think. Wait. Wait till some facts come out. And here's what we know 10 or so days out. Number one, uh, the medical examiner has now performed an autopsy, uh, has come to the conclusion that Epstein did indeed commit suicide by hanging in the jail. Number two, we know that there were lapses in the way that Epstein was handled while in the jail. He was on suicide watch. There were even physical indications when he last appeared in court that he may have tried to take his own life, Uh, but then he was taken off of suicide watch some days before uh, the successful suicide attempt that he ultimately made, and uh, that, of course, fed all the conspiracies all the more. We also know there are indications that the uh, uh, two guards who were on duty Uh, did not follow protocol. They did not check on him as frequently as they were supposed to have done. And there's even some evidence that's been discussed uh, that uh, one of these guards, maybe both of them, had been sleeping on the job. So with those facts in mind, I mean, you could still take the, you know, I can't believe that this is an accident point of view. However, there's no evidence that's emerged that anyone else may have done this, that there was uh, anything other than a suicide, well, then the other theory is, of course, uh, look, uh, uh, he was simply allowed to kill himself uh, by these uh, lapses. But you know what? That kind of theory, that conclusion, really depends on what you think of the system. And what I've come to think 
over these days is that what this is, the, the, the Epstein suicide, uh, it is not uh, uh, some kind of conspiracy. Uh, it is, in fact, a systemic problem. This is one manifestation of a systemic problem, and that problem uh, uh, is writ small, suicides in jail, and writ large, the messy, dysfunctional part of the criminal justice system that is our corrections, jails, prisons. Okay? Uh, so what I'm saying is, you know, in order to think that this was either deliberately done or deliberately allowed, that they gave him the circumstances he needed in order to commit suicide, you have to kind of be thinking, oh, the system works. You have to kind of be thinking that, uh, of course, guards would follow all the protocols. You have to be thinking that there would be enough personnel in this federal jail to cover it. You have to be thinking, well, they wouldn't put the same guard on overtime five nights in a row or four nights in a row. That would be incompetence. You'd have to be thinking that suicide prevention protocols are always followed, that they have enough information on people who come in that they'd be able to track these sorts of things. And none of those things are true. It turns out that suicides in jail and prison are frighteningly common, particularly in jails, because jails, as opposed to prisons, jails are the places that people go and are locked up prior to trial. All right? So a lot of them don't have a lot of experience with being in long-term confinement. And the shock of that first confinement is sometimes enough to tip somebody, particularly people who have a history of mental illness, to tip somebody into committing suicide. Um, and so what you have is not some vast conspiracy or even allowing Jeffrey Epstein to carry out his own suicide to serve those other interests. What you have is a deeply dysfunctional system, right, that understaffs its prisons and jails, that does not assure that suicide protocols are carried out, and that tolerates tolerates a high level of suicides and other kinds of deaths in custody as a regular thing. Right? We're only really hearing about this now because a very powerful and prominent person with a headline-grabbing case commits suicide in prison. It's common. It's common, and we just don't hear about it, and even when we do, we don't do much about it. Think of a few years ago, a woman named Sandra Bland. She was down in Texas to start a new job and a new life. You remember her? And she was stopped uh, for a traffic offense. There was an altercation with a police officer. The police officer locked her up. The police officer should not have done that. She had a history of depression and mental illness. And sometime while she was in the local jail, uh, she took her own life. That was the conclusion of the authorities down there. Um, it was tragic. The family uh, did not believe she'd taken her own life. We'll have to set that aside for now. But just for purposes of our discussion, let's assume that the authorities were right, that she did commit suicide. Do you know of any deep national discussion about suicide in jail, even for a case that was somewhat prominent? We're only hearing about this now because of the prominence of Epstein. And it's a systemic, deep problem we should all be paying attention to. It's not about a conspiracy. This is about the fact that we lock people up, we put them behind walls, and we want to ignore all the problems that occur while they're in there. That's it. That's your bonus episode. 
Jeffrey Epstein's suicide not a conspiracy, rather just business as usual. I'm David Harris for Criminal Injustice. I'll be back with you next time. Criminal Injustice is written by David Harris and produced by Josh Rollerson. Interviews are recorded at the studios of WESA in Pittsburgh. For more information, links, and past episodes, visit criminalinjusticepodcast.com.